You're listening to the Pittsburgh Podcast Network. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, it's Jim Crenn. No restrictions. We are on the Pittsburgh Podcast Network, as you know. Of course, I'm usually I'm usually a Bloom cigar, having a cigar, and I'm on the road for this podcast. Uh, but don't forget to see our friends at Blooms on the South Side. Stop on by, have a nice cigar, or uh, go say hi to Mark. Check out his humidor. It's amazing. Also, don't forget, if you want to get in touch with me, go to jcren at email.com. jcren at email.com. That's simple. If you want to just talk to me, say your comment about the podcast or the, the video. We've been posting a lot of videos on fan page. Uh, as you know, I've been doing one a week minimum. Uh, actually, they get so addictive. I've now been doing two and three weeks. So, and it's kind of like just chronicling my adventures and thoughts on things. It's it's just a ton of fun. Right now, uh, I'm hanging in the backyard of my friend Mark Eddy, comedian extraordinaire. We've been friends, and it's scary. I'm in my fifties, as you know. Mark's about you know twenties, twenty five years old. But I, <laughs> but I've been <laughs> but we times like, two. We were like Jesus. We're, we're friends for 35 years. And Mark uh, was nice enough. He set up uh, some clubs out here and showcases. And man, we've been having fun, Mark. Mark Eddy, I'm in his backyard. And by the way, he's got fruit trees. And all, we'll talk about that as we go on. But last night's show. Hear the birds. You hear the birds? I, yeah, the birds. He got those beautiful, stunning. He's a stunning, beautiful wife like I do. You know, Eddie's stunning. Oh. Mark is the same thing. We both lucked out. Uh, his uncle Jimmy, who's staying with him, he's 90. Toward the end of the show, we'll have to say hello to Uncle Jimmy. Also, waiting to meet him. He's a great guy. Uh, but my life has been hanging at the backyard, looking at fruit trees, smoking my cigars. As you know, I have to have one day, maybe okay, maybe two. <laughs> Don't tell Hetty. Uh, and doing stand up in around the Los Angeles area. And we had shows uh, the, over the weekend. This is a Sunday. It's so, it was so incredible. And um, the crowds were hot. And the funniest thing was, Mark and I. Mark egged me to do take a walk. I'm sorry, not, I was going to say take a walk, but uh, Ben Clink's the mall guard. To come up and do mall guard, I'm, like, I'm thinking, I don't know, they won't know it, the audience. And sure enough, the audience gets into it to the point where they start singing along. It was crazy, huh, Mark? I'm what what a hot you, crowd. I, I'm not kidding. I, we had great crowds Friday and Saturday night <clears throat> at uh, Jarrah's Comedy Club, owned by... Oh, Randy Lobus, man, Randy Pittsburgh Lobis. guy, Pittsburgh guy. Pittsburgh yeah. guy. He's got a couple clubs out here. That's right. He's got the Ventura Harbor Comedy mm-hmm. Club, and he's got Jarrah's Comedy Club here in Valencia. Um, beautiful room. Beautiful. Just Mark Hill, by the way. Great little room. We Go all had great sets. Greg Hahn was on the show. Oh, God. Quinn Dale. It's uh, D-A-H-L-E, Quinn Q U I N N. He's on Fallon oh. all the time. Oh and my he's God. on uh, HBO Showtime. So is Han. You know, Mark's always yeah, on these the guys cable are... com- concerts. If you see any of these guys, Mark Top Eddie, notch. Greg on. You know, but you know, Jimmy playing. went up every night and un- virtually unknown in these parts uh, of LA. And Jimmy went up every night. And I, I got to hand it to you, Jim. You know, really, you, you were virtually unknown to these people. But now, uh, I gotta say, all these people now are are, are going to be new Cren heads. They're going to be new <laughs> fans of Jim Cren because he brought the house down. Your stories, your voices—it was like it was I, like you you just you just broke a new 
a new ground with these people. Thank you, Mark. You're they, so kind. You know, you did the, you did the, you did some of my favorite stuff. You did you did the altar boy story, which I know is a big thing. And and not only has Uncle Jimmy never heard that, but the the, the whole room has never heard that stuff. And and now. I tell you, it was it was it was it was a rebirth. Uh, I'm telling Thank you, you it was just a, a great time, and they just loved you. My they're, they're, these are all my friends, a lot of them at the show, and uh, some of well, actually, I got to say, some of the people didn't had never seen me before either. You know, they were they were new to the club and new to the to the to the show, uh, so they got a load at me. They got a load at Jimmy. They saw Greg and Quinn. And we had uh, a great. Uh, it was memorable. Host. It was a yeah. memorable night. Trevor actually, Trevor me. Wallace was was the host. Very funny young man too. Funny I mean, young dude. That's the neat thing about L.A. You go to these rooms and these comedy clubs and showcase rooms, and you just get guys. This only major. They only let major league caliber on stage. It's different than anywhere else in the world. This mm-hmm. is the, the major leagues out here, I guess, in the sense it is the major leagues actually mm-hmm. in comedy or entertainment. Uh, by the way, after the weekend, it, I'm not saying it got to my head, but. I make Mark and everyone address me as Mr. Entertainer. I don't know if that means it's gone to my head or anything. That's all. I just yelled only once when he said, Jim, do you, we were at coffee. And he said, Jim, you want some coffee? And I said, Mark, Mr. Entertainer. And he says, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Entertainer. And I threw the coffee at him. I apologize. I want to apologize publicly for that. Okay? I'm sorry. It went to my head. What can I say? You know, and then you know? there's the whole thing about, you know, my wife's a realtor here and she's doing an open house <laughs> so we went to visit her at the open house mm-hmm. and we and checked out the place very support. nice we're there supporting her man. and we're leaving mm-hmm. and, and there's a couple coming in as we're leaving uh real customers right so we Jim wanted to yeah where's real customers so we want to make it like hey the cindy had a real customer coming in right <laughs> yeah so so i look at them i just walk out the door and i say thank you Thank you for having us. Thank you for showing us the property. Very lovely place. And the people are walking in, and Jim comes up with this. <laughs> I had to. I just said, my husband and I really enjoyed the place. We will. We love it here. We're going to come back with a serious offer. And we're not, we're not kidding. And the school district's wonderful for our adopted son, Connor. <laughs> Because Mark's cousin was there as a young kid. He's like 20. <laughs> yeah. So I had Actually, this, my little nephew. Is yeah, this nephew? Like I'm sorry. Yeah. His nephew is the good kid. He lives out here. And I said, yes, our adopted oh nephew, Connor. He's just going to love it. And we just said, I had to do it. I'm sorry. You know what? We've been having... I was the husband. Yes, you were the husband. I you, when, when I proposed. When or I proposed. the wife. Which one was I? Well, let's I don't see. Know, but I was something. You could be the wife. You want to be the husband? <laughs> no, you could be the husband. When Mark <laughs> proposed. When Mark proposed. I should have said that. <laughs> And, and Cindy just looked at us like, you two idiots. Just get out. Just please just leave, go. you two morons. So we left. But, uh, you know, we've been having adventures like that all week. It's been so funny uh, observing the L.A. lifestyle. So interesting, Mark. I mean, you're a Northeast guy like me. You know, Steubenville and Pittsburgh area. You're a Pittsburgh boy and Steubenville, Ohio kid. And I consider yeah. all our friends in Steubenville and Youngstown. It's all tri-state, kind of, in a way I That's call right. it. That's right. I went we're to Youngstown. This, I went to Youngstown State University. Mm-hmm. It's our people. Cindy and, and I met. Well, we've been out here going on. We're we're better part of 20 years. It's hard to believe it's been that long you guys have been out here. Mm-hmm. You've established that was a wonderful, you know, uh, headline act all over the country. But performing out here, like it's just the major leagues, and Mark's consistently on stage out here, and he kills them. Uh, the funny thing is, the lifestyle here is amazing. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, it's healthy, it's organic. It's like 
we we see people uh, with the uh, I want to the, this this seaweed salads, the chicken <laughs> the chicken organic salads or whatever the hell they eat here. It's like it's it's amazing the, the types of foods uh, uh, like okay. Let me give you an answer. We went to this place called. Uh, uh, you know the life kitchen. The life kitchen. L Y F E. Life. Very nice, and it was organic everything. And they look at me now. I have a little bit of a gut. I look like I'm six months pregnant, not full term. And they look at me here in Los Angeles, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And and so they they like to describe the food to you out here. Like they go, "The the chickens are free range. He runs around. Um, he he just he loved his life before his death." Uh, he's no antibiotics, no hormones. As a matter of fact, he had the flu twice, and he wouldn't take antibiotics. The little bastard, he just he slugged away. He didn't take any, not even an aspirin, you know? <laughs> Mark even said, Mark, told, Mark Johnson, didn't say he committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't want to be slaughtered. He, <laughs> yeah, just, he gave know, himself up. He, he just, just curled up in a ball. Yeah, they all like to make sure you know that before the, uh, if you're going to go off the vegetarian thing and get meat, they want to make sure you knew the, fan, the animal. Very humanely. Good life. Yeah, good, good life. Massaged cows, you get. It's amazing out here. People care about the food. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel healthier. It's sunny here 300 days a year. And then, in Pittsburgh, we have five days of sunshine. So it's a big difference. That was a big change when we moved out here. Hard to get used to that. Hard <laughs> well, to get used to the, let's uh, go back to you moving out here, man. So you're moving out here. Yeah. You're starting this is about, out as a comedian. This is about the year 2000. Uh, yeah, about just just pr prior to two thousand, right around ninety nine, two thousand, right around that that time, and we lived in this little house in Burbank. Uh, we rented it, cute little place, we had really nice little area, Burbank. Burbank's a nice little town, and uh, so we when we moved out here, we first we we lived there. And uh, see you, Cindy. Cindy, we had Cindy's the girls. Cindy's now. We're talking about yeah, they're, they're they're Cindy off. and Jimmy. Cindy, Cindy and Uncle Jimmy are taking off. We were gonna. We were gonna talk. Hey guys, we're taking off. Yeah, take it off. Hey guys, I'm going to show property. Cindy's a realtor out here. She's gonna like, go. Show she's our mogul or real estate mogul. She's like, Hetty he is. Hetty and her are. We got lucky. Mark and I got these stunningly beautiful wives, and they yeah. and Hetty's following Cindy's uh, footsteps. She's yeah, a realtor out right. here. Cindy kind of mentored uh, Hetty a little bit. She did. Yeah. It's your, she's great at it, huh? Hetty is wonderful at it. She's a great realtor in Pittsburgh area. And I'm the connection out here in Los Angeles. You're, like, you're our girl. That's right. West Coast. You're all over the Coast, country. East Coast. Now, when, Hetty and Cindy. When you guys, real quick, when you guys moved out here, uh, and I know I'm keeping you for a minute, but I just when you guys moved out here, Cindy, you are, you remind me of Hetty. Because you are, if we didn't have these women, we would be homeless right now. Yeah. <laughs> they organize us. And it doesn't have to do with us being realtors. There's no pun intended no, in that. No, it's true. <laughs> they, they push us in our career. But they're, they, they just focus the they hell out. And Cindy, oh God, I laugh because you guys are a mirror of me and Hetty. And I can't laugh because you're taking your discussion, but the same discussion as Hetty. But anyway, the, yeah, the, our women did care. But uh, when you moved out here, Cindy makes all these calls and ends up getting Mark on a five o'clock funny. Story. I'll yeah, story. five o'clock yeah, funny. Tell that story. But that was. That. But Cindy was behind that whole thing That's to right. push him. 
to do that thing as our wives. She was the quarterback. Or the key to our make success. No, make no mistake. Yes. She was the quarterback when we moved out here. And now look at I you, man. I think I'm still the quarterback. Yeah, well, <laughs> quarterback. that is no doubt. <laughs> that doesn't change. Well, we're not that stupid. We're not, gonna t- we're not going to be the quarterback. I'm so. not taking a shot. Well, I'm the kicker. Speaking of quarterback, you got championship I'll rings. you to work on the plays right now. But <laughs> I've got to you got to make our money for us. It's right. To help somebody get into a home. That's it. So we're making the money. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Okay. All right. Hey, but anyway, yeah. So Cindy calls uh, the five. Well, what it is now five o'clock. Funny. Well, you know, here's what happened. Radio. This is what happened. This is the honest to God's truth. This is why I owe my career, literally, uh, to Randy Lubis out here, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh guy, Pittsburgh comedian, Randy Lubis, um, Lubisonic. <laughs> anyway, great comedian, and he had a little comedy club <laughs> in a little town that I hadn't even heard of yet. We were living in Burbank, a little town called Valencia in Santa Clarita. And uh, so I get booked. Randy books me there. Yeah. Practically sight unseen. I don't think Randy had even seen me. But he knew yeah. I was playing. I was yeah. headlining some clubs. So he thought, oh, what the hell. Pittsburgh hell's... guy. Randy's, I've yeah. known, I happen to know Randy since we were kids. We worked at Portfolio together right. back you, in the days. Randy, and Dennis Miller. And Dennis, and Dennis Miller. Billy and Martin. All and Randy. Yeah, Randy's a kind-hearted guy. But good, good friend. Anyway, so Randy puts me up. He takes a shot, puts me up on stage. And I just happen to have, you know, you have good nights and bad nights. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's times where you, you can pick a really bad time. Or a really bad time to have a, a a bad show, or you pick a good night to have a bad show because yeah. there's nobody there or whatever. But this was like the the stars were all in the right line, the moon and the planets, everything was on. in the right. I was so on that and the night. Audience was I'm not hot. bragging, but I was on. No, I know the feeling. I was know really, you know the feeling. I, really on. You're gonna think I'm nuts, but I felt that this weekend with the crowd it was one of those Wayne Newton the, every, nights. Yes, lock, yeah, I've been, I looked at you one put lock the doors, Mark. I found my crowd. I'm gonna sing all lock, night. <laughs> lock the doors. I think I found my crowd. I'm gonna sing all night. But, so sing. it's one of those nights. It's one of those nights. Seriously, I'm having like a religious experience right. on stage. Everything's working. God is working through me. Mm-hmm. It's just this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing, and. I get done with the show, you know, and it's the same thing. I'm shaking people's hands, all that. People go out the door. I go home, feeling great, get a great night's sleep. Wake up the next morning. Friends are texting en masse. Cindy and me calling us, telling us we got to tune in. Tune into the radio station, 95.5 KLOS, Pittsburgh's. DVE, basically. Or, I'm sorry, uh, LA's, yeah, it's LA's, LA's DVE. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rock station. Huge rock station, right? Huge rock station. Uh, million people Millions and millions and millions of listeners, right? Now, what I got, I got to back up just briefly and say is that, unbeknownst to me, they did play me on the world-famous 5 O'Clock Funnies. Randy had given them my CD, mm-hmm. and they played a couple of cuts, Marijuanaville and a couple of other little Hootie and the Blowfish thing and the Dave Matthews. Uh, in, impression that I do, and, and they put them on the five o'clock funnies like on Thursday or something. Right. And then Friday and Saturday, we had good turnout. I was even surprised that we had a good turnout, but that was why, because I got played on the five o'clock funnies and it's huge. So, so, so now come back to, to Monday morning, right? And we, we tune in 95.5 KLOS, listening to the morning show, Mark and Brian. They're like, you, you and Paulson back in the day, right? right. It's, it's, it's the it's, show. And it's the morning show. Listens Everybody listens to yeah. in L.A. Yeah. Just like they did in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and they're talking about me. They're talking about me. There's this young girl. No. She's like an intern. Yes. And she goes out on the weekends. And then Monday morning, her thing is, she gives a little report what she did. So her report essentially was, I went to Magic Mountain. It was a big you know, amusement park. <laughs> and um, we rode the roller coasters. And then afterwards, we went to eat at Maria Callender's. And there was traffic on the road. And then we saw there was going to be a comedy club show in the back room. And it was my show. She went to my show. She got. She enjoyed it so much. She was talking, bragging, bragging, bragging about me for, for I mean, for minutes on end. And they're they're going, who is this guy? They've never heard of me. And they're going, who is this? Just, my name's Mark Eddy. He's he sings. He does impressions. He plays the guitar. Blah blah blah. So they're going. We got to get him on a show. How do we get a hold of him? They're looking up. They're going. Does he have a website? He's got a website. Let's see, there's a 412 number here. I don't know. Where, where's that? Does he live out here? Somebody goes, yeah, I think he lives out here now. And uh, let's get it. They put an APB on me, on KLOS. And Cindy calls the station. She ends up talking to the producer. His name's Ted. And, she, and they book me on the show. They go, Wednesday. Can you be on the show Wednesday? This is Monday, Wednesday. Cindy goes, we'll be there. Hangs up the phone. She looks at me. All of a sudden, she gets a panic. She looks at me. She goes, you're going to be on Mark and Brian's show Wednesday. I go, that's great. She goes, you have nothing to promote. <laughs> I go, well, I got CDs. I got a website. I mean, she goes, no, 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 no. You need a show. We have to promote. This no, no. is an opportunity. But let me interject and tell the artist now. Just to remind you now, he had Mark had just moved out here a little bit. And, I just moved and, out and, here. And this is a I was guy only in LA weeks. Unknown and and, and and he's fighting I mean you're fighting for right. stage You've got to understand you're LA really you fighting. fight. You would kill somebody for stage yeah, time. Five in LA. minutes would five be, minutes on stage can make your career in LA. It's just the hardest thing to it's get to stage time Very, in. very, very difficult. So for this all to happen. I mean, from a from a kindness of Randy giving Mark a chance. To be on the five o'clock fight. And to happen to have that, that intern there. Uh, it, it's it's like it's unbelievable. It really is like the planets aligning. Yes. Okay. God. I don't know if people can relate yeah, to that. Let's make sure how big they. They're not an entertainer. Is. Yeah, it's hard, but well, it's 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 big. This is big. Okay. So I, I go on, I go on. Well, Wednesday morning, we book the show. Cindy goes, "You have nothing to promote." She goes, "We got to do something." So she gets an idea. She calls the Improv. Now the Improv is hallowed halls, the Hollywood Improv. Is the well? You would say what? Oh, the what singular the most five, important maybe the, maybe the big, top, yeah. top club it, it in, top the, in the country in the world. To me, I was really. Saying, yeah, I mean, it's as far as comedy goes. Bud uh, Friedman. I mean, it's where the improv. Everybody started there. Is Robin the, Williams? It's royal. It's royal for comedy. Royalty. I'd say Billy Crystal say, started there. They all started there. Yeah, the improv uh, in in uh, you know Hermosa Beach Comedy Magic. Yeah, they're like the. Major leagues. Yeah. That's it. That's a D major. But you're talking. The so great my wife, you got Hall of Fame. I mean, you just heard her voice, but folks. But my wife, balls of steel. She has balls of. I, I'm not sure, but I think she's got balls. The, the balls of steel. Yes. Yes. Cindy, you need that. That's we. That's why I said our women are in their lives. She picks are lucky. up the phone. She calls the improv. She says, "Can I speak to Robert Hartman? He's the <laughs> owner." I, what are the chances you're going to get the owner yeah, yeah. on a Monday morning? She makes the call. You know what? He's there. It's <laughs> oh, like 10 o'clock in the morning. She calls Robert Hartman <laughs> is his name. She goes, I'd like to speak to Robert Hartman, please. He gets on the phone. He says, yes, this is Robert Hartman. What can I help you with? Uh, she says, this is Cindy Lazinski. I represent Mark Eddy. 
the rock and roll comedian. <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of him. And Robert was very nice. He said, yeah, I think I've heard his name. He didn't know me from Adam, okay? Right. She goes, well, yeah. you know, I just wanted to let you know that uh, we just booked the 5 o'clock, I'm sorry, we just booked the Mark and Brian show for Wednesday morning on KLOS 95.5. And Robert said, wow, well, that's really, really nice. Congratulations. Good luck with that. She says, Robert, I don't think you understand me here. Hear me out. Mark... Eddie is going to be on the on the on the. I keep saying the five o'clock funny. Mark Eddie is going to be on the Mark and Brian show Wednesday morning during drive time in Los Angeles. (laughs) Show. He has nothing to promote. There was a silence. He goes ah. And Robert, I think, had an aha moment. Thank God. I get it. And he said, (laughs) "I'll call you back in five minutes." He called back in three and a half minutes. And he said, Brea Improv, which is another phenomenal club. Right. Brea Improv, Wednesday night, promote it, let's see what we can do. And that was it. That was a that was a turning point, pivotal moment well, in my career. You sell out the room. You, because go, you had a great spot on room. room. You had a great spot on Michael Barker Bryan. They kept me on all morning on the on Wednesday to talk about the Brea Improv, talk about moving to LA from Pittsburgh, the whole thing. From Steubenville, I'm actually from Steubenville, Ohio. And so, anyway, long story short, the night, amazing, got a standing ovation, and that was the beginning right there of Robert Hartman and my relationship with the improvs. I did all the improvs around the country. The breakout moment. Totally boosted my career uh, into the corporate market now. I do a lot of private corporate events, major corporate events. I still do clubs. I still perform here in LA. And, and the funny thing Vegas, was, Vegas, all of it. And the funny, exactly, he's one one of the greatest entertainers you ever see. You want to really one of the great live, live stand up. It's a unique. You know, it's the most unique act for me to see. It's a, it's rock comedy impressions. It's. It is unbelievable, man. Thank you. All right, you're Mr. That's entertainer. So freaking I nice. You're Mr. Car entertainer. I printed up 200 cards of Mr. Entertainer. You I have them. refer to you as yours. Mr. Entertainer. Damn it, Mr. Mark. Jimmy Crenn. <laughs> damn it, you and your damn talent. But uh, you know, but it's funny. Uh, you know, you were on about five o'clock funnies yesterday. <laughs> I know it was on the five o'clock funnies yesterday. That's I didn't why even I heard this story. I didn't even know it. Mark, I didn't know this story. That's why he told me. I said, like, "You got to, you got to tell everybody." Our, our Friday, our actually listeners. Friday, they or played Friday. Me on five o'clock funnies. And I yeah. didn't know this whole story until uh, you told me about that. I'm like, "Oh, you got to be kidding, man!" You gotta, it, our listeners are there. It's they such a big deal. It, the five right? o'clock funnies here is bigger than the Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than it's like being on the Tonight Show. It's because a people big hear deal, you in their man. car. They feel like they know you. They come out to the shows. Uh, you know, with, with Sirius Radio and, and with uh, Internet Radio now, it's it's uh, radio's not what it used to be. Let's let's be honest. But That's you know, ten years ago, our podcast exactly, listeners know this. Ten twenty years ago, it was yes. gold to yeah. be on the Mark and Brian show. Who Mark and Brian are not no longer around. Right. Um, they're gone. It's uh, a different. Five o'clock funnies is still there. It's hanging on. Yeah. Uh, but really, everything's online now. It's Everything. all me. It's, it's all, all podcasting and me and podcast, uh, internet driven. You know, uh, this is the future you're listening to right here, folks. So. I know. I know. Get used to it. You know. Uh, you know. Really, it, it's we love it too as the entertainers. Uh, the thing is, it's funny. Let's go back. I just want to go a little bit more on you, your life with uh, out here. Uh, because I, I do know a couple stories from before uh, that I know for a while. I want to make sure you get out. One, a couple of them were, okay, as entertainers, and we're, we're just regular guys, man, me and, me and Mark, you know, we're just regular, hard-working families. We're journeymen. 
We're journeymen, man. We're the journeymen. We're road dogs. Journeymen of journeymen, economy, comedy, man. And you know, it's kind of cool though. Whenever one of us gets to meet like a big star or something like that, we always share the story and you know get a little bit of a uh, peek behind the curtain of that. There's big stars and stuff. And uh, Mark always has a good story for me. And uh, he's got oh, some people he ran into in his life. I think it's kind of cool, man. You ran so into so many. You, you you knew Robin Williams a bit. I knew Robin. Like, man? Robin was, was a great guy. Super sweet, super shy, mm-hmm. in, in real life, really kind of shy. Um, huh. It was the very first time, because even though I was invited to be a regular at the improv, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't for another couple of years that I had the honor of being asked to headline the improv. little different. Big deal. When you headlined Big Hollywood, I, I headlined all the yeah. ones around the country, you know, Pittsburgh Improv and, you know, this one, but that one. you get one. the Hollywood DC one, man. Improv, all of them, you know. Hollywood Improv's on. a little different. Yeah. It's like the royal. They're all looking at you. It's the palace. Yes. It's, the, it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's hallowed ground, man. Yeah. So the first time I was invited to headline, I, this was a couple of years later now, okay, fast forward from, uh, you know, that fateful first night in Brea, of all time, the Brea Improv. Uh, it was kind of nice. I had already gotten to know a few people out here, some rock luminaries. Uh, I got to be actually just kind of on a whim. I have a good friend who's a, an artist. He's a PGA-commissioned artist named Scotty Medlock. And Scotty introduced me to uh, his very good friend, uh, Robbie Krieger, who mm-hmm. is a founding member of The Doors legendary guitarist, a rock and roll hall of famer. And Robbie's become a really, really, really good friend of mine, a really close friend of mine over the years. Charity every oh, year. every year we do the Krieger Medlock. You get a chance, to, if you oh. want to plan your vacation around this, I'm not kidding, if you're a rock fan, and I know a lot of you out there are. It's called it's, the Krieger Medlock Invitational. Look it up. Biggest event. I'll, it's for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. I'll make sure to plug Huge it. Huge event. It's wonderful. Every year. We do it in the fall. Uh, Robbie invites everybody. I've gotten to know Alice Cooper, uh, uh, you know, gosh almighty, uh, Alex Lifeson, um, so a, many of the guys. Big Gene party. Simmons, it's he, a big party. These guys are so well. It's a big who's man. who. If you want to talk to them, so they're Rob, Robbie's walking everybody around. Everybody just loves to be there. Yeah. You know, partying, so yeah, it's worth it, man. Yeah. But, but yes. My wife the, is the stage manager every year. That's right. Uh, Cindy. Uh, and so, who else is the stage manager? Yeah, ben Clinks is right there. Ben I'm going to come as Ben Clinks next year. You can, you can. <laughs> so, so anyway. So anyway, I got to know Robbie. I went out and hit golf balls with him a little bit. and He's hell of a golfer. But Scotty uh, took me under his wing a little bit uh, and introduced me to all these people. So I got to know Robbie, like I said. And then Robbie says, you're playing down the improv. We're all going to come down. And I said, oh, that'd be great. So he goes, yeah, we're going to bring a couple of people, maybe Richie Zambora. We'll grab a whole bunch of us, you know, come down and see you. I thought, oh, my God. I started shaking my boots. You know, I mean, I play a rock star on TV. I don't know if I really (laughs) am, but... But these guys just like to like like what I do for whatever reason, and uh, I think they can relate to it being rock stars themselves. So anyway, Robbie goes, "Hey, you know," he goes, uh, "I I would love to." He goes, "If you want to pull me up, I'd love to do a song with you on stage." Are you kidding me? So I I set up a second guitar. We kind of had it planned. Robbie and I had talked about it a little bit. This is at the Improv, which is not really a music venue; it's a comedy right, club. So. Right. But I do my show, I get this great response, and at the end of my show, I bring Robbie Krieger up on stage with me, and he and I did a couple of Doors tunes uh, on stage, 
That's pretty and cool. Right? I sang, and yeah. he just played the guitar. We played together. We did a little duet. It was a ton of fun. People were just captivated, you know, both by my set and then bringing Robbie up like right. that at the end. It was just almost too much. Got off stage, huge standing ovation. Robin Williams is sitting in the room. Holy shit. Having a ball. And Robin Williams is a big Doors fan, I come to find out. Oh my God, Robin Mark, comes Mark up Eddie with his, with his leather pants. Look at his leather oh pants. Man, like, oh, man. It's Morrison. Oh, my. Oh my. <laughs> so what was, so, so Rob, Robin came it? up right at the end of my set. Everybody, standing ovation. Robin walks up to me just oh, like wow. Bud Friedman would. Yeah. He puts a quarter in his eye. Like, I'm, like you know, he's acting like he's Bud Friedman. Yeah. And the, and the tradition, folks, yeah. was every time you, you, first time you headline Hollywood, Bud Friedman would walk mm -hmm. on stage and he would give you a big hug. Yeah. Right. So Robin is acting like he's Bud Friedman. He's got the quarter in his eye, like a little monocle, because that's what Bud Friedman used to wear, a monocle in his yeah. eye. And then he puts a straw in his mouth like he's got this big long, long like, cigarette holder or whatever. And he walks up on stage, and he's just, he's just channeling Bud Friedman's energy. And he gives me this big hug, and he kisses me on my cheek. And he goes, hey, man. That was a great set, man. Oh, 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 man. Robin, this is Robin Williams. That is unreal, Mark. Telling me this. And then as things can, settle you can, down. You can end, you know what, you can end your career right, right there. I almost wanted to just go, ladies and gentlemen. Right there, I grabbed the mic and go, I retire. I could have retired so, right there. I could have. and been a happy man. <laughs> he gives me this big hug and a big kiss. And then, and then, he, and the crowd's still cheering. They're still, still applauding. He whispers in my ear and he goes, Hey man, I'm a big Doors fan. You think you could introduce me to Robbie? No, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Robin Williams. Robin Williams. I go, Robin, you're Robin Williams. You Mark, know that. He goes, Mark. I know, man, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of embarrassed. Can you, just, you can break the ice, man. Just introduce me. I don't, I don't you're friends with him. Please oh. don't let me in a bit fast. So there me, I please. am. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the room. Wow, People are man. filing out Did now. Did you get to hang with Robin a little bit? Tell me we hang. We out. hung all night long. I Robin, go. Robbie, me, yeah, wow. Scotty Medlock, my wife Cindy. Robin was like what, like what, hanging out, man. He's a great guy. Just he's low key, sweet, good very guy. low good key, good hearted guy. Very yeah. sweet, very low key, very, very, very. But when he's on, he's on. He kind of went into a little. Did he do some little thing? Yeah, he went like. Actually, I, I kind of after he hugged me and the yeah. whole thing, and he goes, uh, he said something like, uh, he goes <laughs> something about a skating piece, and he's like the the. Disney on ice. We could do Disney on ice. Brian Boitano. <laughs> See, that's just it. These guys, they go, that's amazing. You know, the, the funny thing is you get to see the people behind the curtain on who they are in real life, but you also, in real life, sometimes get to see the entertainment aspect of it. And Mark tells me this story about Vince Vaughn is on an airplane. He's on a plane, first class, and, and Mark is tell, <laughs> reacting, reenacting, I'm sorry, the story of Vaughn. And you know how when you're on a plane and there's only so many omelets or they, they, so we, we're going to give omelets or oatmeal, whatever the hell it is. I fly so much, folks. Yeah, I, I get bumped gig. up. I get really lucky. I get bumped that, up to first. But that's the gig. One, once out of every, one out of every uh, five flights or four flights, but, you get bumped but up. you're on a plane... And, and not only is you see Vince Vaughn a couple rows up, but Vaughn decides as they're giving out the breakfast to put on a show. And what well, do you see? Yeah, it was it was Vaughn. I kept thinking, oh my gosh, if Owen Wilson, you know, right next to him, you know, <laughs> would that have been something, right? Yeah, it would but awesome. he, I tell you, he was he he really. But what did he do? He he was he, entertaining us. He just in started first joking class. around. With he just people, started right? joking around with everybody, getting to know everybody. He's like, you know, and I he, couldn't believe this. And he's got this voice. Man. I don't know if you you know yeah you're big. Vince Vaughn fan, yeah, he talks like this, right? And he's got this way of talking, you know. He's Vince Vaughn. Yes, almost like a he's New Vince York Vaughn. It's, it's wedding crashes. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I want the omelet. I, I like omelets. I really want the omelet. You got the oats and the omelet, right? 
But see, I'm sitting at 1A, so I got a problem. He's, he's going on. Is he saying this? Like he's this? saying this to the, to the, to the, to the flight attendant. Like, but loud enough, he knows. Loud enough, hearing. everybody can hear him. All right. You can hear that voice. He's like looking, saying, we only have It's that Vince, Vince Vaughn voice, right? Yeah. He's got this big, big voice. He's a big guy and a big voice. He's 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". Did he order his food or did he not want it? Well, the, the whole thing was ordering his food. She goes, we have, we have an omelet and we have oats. She said, which is it going to be? And he thought about it. He goes, he turned around. He gets, gets up. He goes, Folks, I don't know. I'm an omelet guy. I love omelets. But I'm looking back there. 3F. There's a guy back there. He's clearly an omelet guy. Clearly an omelet guy. Now, I could have the omelet. I could order the omelet. But then we got oats, omelet, oats, omelet. If we every other, we get back, maybe another omelet in between there. You get back to 3F, guess what? No more omelets. Were you laughing? I was cracking up. I was dying. Was everybody laughing? Everybody was dying. People were just dying. He's like, I don't know. I can't do that. I can't do it. I have to sleep with myself. I, I don't know if I can sleep at night. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know. I mean, I could take the omelet. If I take the omelet, then I, then I get the omelet. I, I get what I want. But I, I can have the oats. I can be happy with the oats. I can be happy with the oats. I don't know. Should I should I do the oats? The omelet or the oats? I don't know. I, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll take the oats. We get back to 3F. If there's another omelet left, I'll, t- I'll switch. I'll switch. Switch it out. Take the omelet. The only thing better would have happened would have, could have been if Owen Wilson was a pilot just walk through the yeah. door. You know, he's like, this man's like Gandhi with food. He's just giving, giving. It's got a big heart. Really does. But I, that story cracks me up, man. It, but you got a million of these stories. You, I you do. See people George life, Lopez, man. Who they are and what they're about. And yeah. Stuff. Lopez. I got the Lopez story. You, you want to hear the Lopez yeah, story? Yeah, I do want to hear. Now, this is a big one. This was I was headlining fun. the Ice House, Pasadena, which is another top another comedy club, venue, yeah. uh, top five. very well known. Uh, and so I'm headlining there, and I'm thinking, man, this is great. I'm headlining the Ice House. And I have a packed house every night. It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and a show Sunday. That's a lot of shows in a week mm-hmm. in Pasadena. And so I show up Wednesday night, and big surprise, we got a celebrity on. So I'm, I'm like, okay, it's George Lopez. They go, he's here, he wants to do a spot. I said, okay, that's great. They go, well, he doesn't want to just do a spot tonight. He wants to do every night. I go, hey, that's fine with me still, right? They go, yeah, but the thing is he wants to do 20 minutes. <laughs> and he wants to do it right before the headliner. Jesus. I says, so you're, <laughs> oh, wow. And you know, so, uh, for a comedian, uh, that is uh, like saying, uh, we went to Rolling, if you're a musician, if you're like a musician, Rolling Stones are going to do 20. Yeah, the Rolling Stones are going to open for you, you're right? Gonna start. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to have, crowd, to, you're gonna you're have, have to, to close the show. Yeah, you work your way through the crowd. So, after, so I go, well, I, go, you I don't understand. Stop that. You can't stop that. You I tried to. to. I, I was a little nervous. I know tried to. Noticeably nervous. I would say, can he go on after I said, guys, could he go on after me? I said, I'll just do the feature spot, yeah. let him close the show. He's a Even celebrity. Even in the middle of your act. That he yeah, if he was going to do five, ten minutes, sometimes celebrities want to do that. They just want to come up, do five, ten minutes. Right. They're working on a spot for TV or something or whatever. That you know. be, that's still tough, too. That's still kind of tough. But the then if there's another comedian, but there's a host, yeah. if the host goes up, right. there's some time in between, they can break a little kind bit. of buffer it a little bit. But he no, wanted to go right before he you. He wanted to go right before me, okay. and no host. He didn't want the host to come up. I says, what are they doing to me? Are they? I, I really thought I was being sabotaged. I really did. I, I had no idea. I thought, what did I ever do to Bob Fisher, the owner of the Ice House? <laughs> did I? Did I? Did I offend him? Did I, I? Really? This is the way your mind works. Find out later. It was Robin Williams. You're so. He never bought me drinks. He made me pay the round. I thought. Oh God! I'll spend the rest of my life paying back. 
No, but anyway. So, yeah, so, so you're a, what is so I'm a, I'm a basket case. I'm an absolute basket case, and it's Wednesday night. I'm thinking, man, this is stealing my steam, you know? And so so Lopez was couldn't be nicer. He came in the green room, and he, hey, man, how you doing? And I was like, yeah. He was like, hey, I really appreciate you letting me go on tonight, man. It's really nice. He's like thanking me. I'm like, as if I had a choice, you know? Are you here to screw up your set? Yeah, 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 you know? And so he says, hey, man, you know uh, I really appreciate it. It's really nice of you to do this. And I'm like, okay, all right, George. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. So he goes, listen, man, I know you're nervous, man. Don't don't worry about it because everything's going to be okay. Okay, listen, you got to let me, you got to let me, you got to trust me, okay? I'm going to do my spot. I'm going to do 20 minutes. I don't want the host to come back on stage for a reason. I'm going to bring you up, okay? I'm going to bring you up. Trust me. That's all he said. I go, all right, he's going to bring me up. Fucking dead. I'm dead. Yeah. Right? I'm, I, I'm thinking this is it. Shit, I'm really thinking this is this is potentially my career now. Yeah, that's how you think. Everything you, we're yeah. so neurotic, well, folks. No, Comedians no. are the most neurotic yeah, people yeah, on the no, planet. Let, but let me explain something, uh, to make sure everyone knows that in a sense in Los Angeles when you're here, that's why this weekend doing these shows were so important, uh, and Mark knows this that every time you're on stage, we're like boxers in Los Angeles, is this is the major leagues and these stages. Every time you go on that stage, people the word will get out. If if I didn't do great, yes. the, the, then the word gets out. Every time Mark gets up, you have to do great because it, it's just the way it goes. So it, you know, it's important. It's like they have a little a publication fight. called the Hollywood Reporter. It actually know grades comics. Yeah, and so you it's like to, a grade book. So you want to get up, and this is at a juncture of your career at the beginning. So you. This this is like a boxer, yeah, fighting top tens all the time. You have to win anyway. So 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 I had to I had to just go with the flow because if you're if you're a, a, right. an asshole, if you're, <laughs> if you, you know what I mean, can't be a prima donna here. You know, you you just got to go with it. So I went with it. Lopez said, "Trust me." He just looked in my eye and he said, "Trust me." There was something about it. I knew that he was sincere. I still didn't know how it was going to go, but I figured, you know what, I'm going to play this out. He goes on stage, twenty minutes. Freaking rips the room <laughs> apart. You're in a fetal position. I'm like, Brian. there is nothing left of this crowd. He has, right. he has gotten them. It's a predominantly Latin audience, Latino audience. They got the. There was a little buzz going around that he was going to be there. The room's packed anyway, but Latinos are, are big, big numbers there, and and it was just unbelievable. Just the love. I mean, just because he's who he is. He's he's George Lopez for God's sake, and he's just at the top of his game. And he kills, fucking kills. And I'm thinking to myself, good Lord, my knees were actually knocking. He does something very interesting, almost like a quarterback. He calms the crowd. He puts his hands up. He kind of puts his hands hands up up like like he's just putting his hands up to let him know, okay, I'm done. Okay. You can sit down. Okay. He goes, everybody sit down. Please, everybody, please, quiet. Quiet. He brings the room to a whisper. You're kidding. He waits. He so th- brings okay. the room to a whisper. Mm-hmm. Now, it starts dawning on me what's happening because he specifically did not want to bring the host back on stage as a buffer to do time in between I us and bring me up. He calms the crowd personally. Then he looks at the audience, and he's in the microphone, and he said, "Folks." The reason I came here tonight is to see this next comedian 
who's a dear friend of mine. Now, I hadn't met him in my life. But still, the first time. that is and he unbelievable. And he said, the reason said, he came here The tonight. reason I so came all here. all of a sudden, the audience. George Lopez, the yeah. reason I came here tonight was to see this next performer, who's audience. a dear friend of mine. Okay. He's just getting his career started. You're going to love him. I'm going to be in the audience with you. Please give him all the love and attention that you just gave me. Because I'm going to be wow, out there with man. you, enjoying his show. You're in for a treat. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Mark Eddy. That's how he introduced he me. Served on a every show, every night, I got a standing ovation. Yeah. you can't, it's, Along it's, with him. Wow. Is that... That's but but who does man. that, really? Who does that? Think yeah. of a comedian. Would Dennis Miller... God, I mean, Dennis would love Dennis. Would he do Dennis that? Dennis has helped me a lot. Okay, Dennis is, so much. is good. But I'm saying, in, I don't know too many that would. See, Dennis, big I've, name I've guys. Some, Bill Maher definitely wouldn't. I've had a few big niggas that helped me, but but like, I mean, that would I could see would do that. But uh, that is, that's unusual. It's unusual. It, it's rare. It really is, that, is, folks. Rare for a that, uh, star of that magnitude. They don't care that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. The fact they that just, he had gone up and, and, and thought of Mike, had man. thought of you. And reminded, remembered where he was, you know, when he was yes. starting. I'm saying, you know, I think he, he did, and he. It's pretty cool. I, I can't explain story. it any other way that he was just a kind person because was he like, I didn't off, do anything off, off stage. What was he like off stage? Wonderful. He invited me to do warm ups on his show on Lopez. I went and did some 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 audience warm ups, and uh, he we were friends ever since then. I that mean, you know, so we cool. did that week when you do a week with somebody at a comedy company, you know, something happens, you bond, you kind of bond instantly, we're, right? We're in it together. It's a, it's I mean, you do a show with somebody, you bond, but you do an entire gig. week. Yeah. With somebody, we you know you you remember that forever. Yeah, you know you just go, hey, remember that week? I ran into Lopez a few years ago. He goes, hey, remember that time? Remember when we met the Ice House, bro? Oh my god, bro, the Ice House, <laughs> man. Remember you were nervous as shit, bro. <laughs> I told you to trust me, right? I told you. He knew because that's what he was even saying in the green room the next night. He said, listen, man, I told How you many to trust remember me. This? I told you don't to trust, you to trust me. me. Don't ever not trust me. Don't, don't, don't trust me, man. man. Come on, don't ever do it to me. Don't ever do that. <laughs> oh shit, man! Oh, yeah, that's just amazing, geez. man. When you think of the the, the the craziness, man. People, you know, the behind the scenes craziness in this, yeah. in this business, man. Right? It's, it's just now uh, here you sit in this beautiful home, man. Uh, and he lives nice. in an area, it's a stunning home in uh, Valencia, uh, Santa Clarita. Actually. It's a little it, cottage it, in the meadow. It, it's uh, <laughs> for uh, Pittsburghers. It'd be like it's like Moon Township. It's like right, outside. right outside, you know. Say uh, Moon Township. It's a little drive suburb. It is. It's just it like is. Moon Township. It is a suburb from I uh, swear to God. downtown LA. And uh, anyway, <laughs> he's got these, you know, all these beautiful fruit trees, and this beautiful home. It's sunny every day. Now it's uh, you. A lot of people don't know this. Is that you know you you're you're this fit guy, rock guy, and, and, and you have diabetes, juvenile diabetes. You started with type that's one. A big, type one. It's a big part of your life that you're bringing out in, in this. You know, we're always trying to uh, reinvent ourselves and our acts and things like that. And Mark's next thing is going to be kind of uh, Mark 2.0 is going to be kind of bringing this more to the <laughs> forefront. Uh, uh, this issue because uh, kids can see that you can live a great life. Yeah. If you have and parents of those kids can see you live a great life if you have diabetes. Yes. And I remember the first time, and I've known Mark for 30 some years, but when I first met him and stuff with kids, and I remember we were doing a show somewhere, and I was like, 
Uh, he said, I gotta eat now. I'm like, yeah. He goes, ah, I gotta eat now. And I'm like, yeah, well, we can do later. And he goes, I gotta eat. I'm like, what is it with this guy with eating? It's like, he's not that heavy. He's not yet. Then he explained to me, no, I gotta eat that diabetes stuff. So he started educating me a little bit on it and what it was about. But it's kind of fascinating that, you know, fast forward now, here we are today. But uh, yeah. I was following my role model. Why well, use you, Wilford you know, Brimley? Wilford Brimley. I got diabetes. The only role model you had as a kid. I got diabetes. That's all you had as a kid. It was Wilford. Diabetes. Yeah, I, I've, been a, I've been a, I've been a, an advocate uh, for a long, long time. Now I do a lot of you. benefits. A lot of, you've done a lot of them with me. A lot of yeah. diabetes fundraisers that we've done over the years in Pittsburgh Absolutely. and with the ADA and Juvenile Diabetes Foundation. Yeah. Well, uh, and I have my own foundation. It's uh, the Mark Eddy Rockin' Juvenile Diabetes Fund. And we raise money. Uh, it's 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 in the the Ohio Valley yeah. area. They're actually based in Wheeling, West Virginia, and all through Wheeling, Steubenville, Weirton, West Virginia. That whole little Ohio Valley pocket area there. Uh, I fund uh, kids going to diabetic uh, diabetes camp. And, it's kind of um, cool though, man. You, you show people, like I said, how you live. I use use an example sometimes too, because you're always in shape, and you know he's killing me. By the way, this week with his workouts, man, he's just. Every day, uh, start it up, 6.30 in the morning, let's go! I'm in boot camp here, for crying out loud, he's just throwing water on me and screams at me, buckets of water he throws at me, if I don't obey, I gotta do push-ups, I'm I'm gonna do 20 push-ups for just saying this to you. You're worthless and weak, drop and give me 20! He constantly says I'm weak, all the time, (laughs) so he's tough, man. But that's right. It, it helped you. It's like in a weird way. You told me this once. So diabetes kind of helped you in a weird because you became you know, because you came healthy like before before healthy was in. It's you know? a weird way. I I almost look at this is going to sound so twisted to some people out there, but I almost look at my diabetes as a blessing. It's yeah, weird. It's like that. a blessing in disguise because that, it, the key is your lifestyle. You have to live. Not so much like a diabetic. You know, there's people caught up in, in, it sucks having diabetes, okay? I got to tell you that, first of all. But, you know, but the thing is, you can't get caught up I in that. I know saying that. You're saying it's your car. Caught up life. in the minutiae yeah. and the whole, like, this, you got this image. It's a self-image, right? You yeah. got this, oh, I'm a sick person. I'm a sick guy. I got this disease. I got a disease. I got to take shots. I got to get my insulin pump. I got to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, got to go to a doctor. Got to get my A1C hemoglobin in order. You know, that's, like, the most important number for a diabetic. You have to have, you have, to have every other friend who doesn't, or people don't understand to go, hey, Mark, want some candy? Well, you can't can have it. He, he, some, can't he, have can't he can't have any candy. What is diabetes, actually? Is it, is it like, serious? You're like, yes, it's serious. It starts with die. Okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just to yeah, give you a starts, little... It's, yeah, it's your opener. <laughs> but it's, that's serious. But anyway, you know, in the whole thing, serious, but, but, but here's the here's the <laughs> crux of it. This is what I've... Anyway, what works for me. Yeah. It doesn't work for everybody, but I think across the board, if you can somehow... Start to just think of yourself not so much as a diabetic. Think of yourself as an athlete. Mm. Think of yourself as a professional athlete, Jim. So what, do, what do athletes yeah, do? Right. Work they out, train, watch their body. They work out. They watch what they eat. They they get on a schedule. They tr- just try. I mean, it's not like you've got to go out and win gold, silver medals, or run triathlons every week, but. Just attempt it. Just try to make steps, baby steps in that direction that's, that's, that's of great. living like an athlete. I was going to say, Mark, that's great because there could somebody out there right now listening, 
either got diagnosed with diabetes and could be one or two, or had their kid, their child diagnosed, and now you know it's not with some. It's not. It could it's be a positive. It's not a death sense. It's not a death sense. You, and that's great advice. Now you said a doctor. Yes. Really wants to You've got a lot of right. technology now to to back you up. You've got. Blood glucose uh, glucometers that are that are beyond accurate. Think and like an down, athlete, right? Think like an athlete and watch yourself and take care of yourself. Make it like a, a a hobby to really take care of yourself and your health. And a doctor told me this not too long ago. He changed my life. He said, "Mark, he said if you think of yourself like an athlete and you live, you try to live your life a little bit with that in mind." like an athlete, he said, you will live, mark my words, I promise you, you will live longer and healthier mm. with diabetes than you ever would have without it. it, it it's the, the proof is in uh, uh, your lifestyle, man. I'm telling you. It's fantastic, right. man. You're the best. Thanks, brother, for doing the show with me, man. I appreciate Thanks that. Thanks for having me. Ah, uh, you've been hosting me all week. I've been, I'm like the thing that won't leave, man. I just going to stay here another week. You know, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have a career, bro. I really <laughs> oh, wouldn't. I was a young dude, man, and uh, I was trying yeah. to get up on hey. stage. Even in Pittsburgh, there was a, there was a pecking order, bro. Pain it forward, pain there was it a forward. pecking order. You you were the man. Uh, you were the, you were hosted every Tuesday night at the Funny Bone at the time, Station Square. Hey, brother. I. Was Appreciate just that three minutes up on stage, it allowed you then five minutes, and then you invited me on shows and Pitt University and Duquesne, and we were doing Butler County Community College, all the schools playing them, and I, you allowed me to open for you. You gave me so much over Man. the years on DVE, and just, dude, I'm so thankful to you. You've been a mentor, a friend. Thanks, brother. I, I, could, I could tear up right now, but uh. I don't want to get water on the. <laughs> We the end the show here. crying. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> they're crying. A <laughs> couple <laughs> 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 like, grown guys. No, wait. That makes the, with the <laughs> that makes you. Well, that doesn't make you the wife. I was not. The callback. The callback. Remember our earlier story. We love this property. Well, all right. Maybe you're. That's okay. It's good. Be proud of you. Hey, I hope everybody enjoyed uh, the show as much as I, uh, Mark, and I did uh, hanging out with you. So thanks again. It's Jim Crenn, uh, no restrictions uh, from Los Angeles with my buddy, Mark Eddie. No restrictions. Hey, this is John and Craig from the Yajagov Podcast, and we are all alone now. We are no longer on SoundCloud. The Pittsburgh Podcast Network decided to put us on our own channel. But you can't find us on iTunes. Just go into search on iTunes, hit, type in Yajagov, and when it pops up, hit subscribe. We're also available on Stitcher, Google Play Music, and TuneIn. That's right. So thanks, Frank and Wayne, for doing this. We promise not to mess it up. Make sure you listen and subscribe every week. Thanks for listening. This is the Pittsburgh Podcast Network.